0: Your Authentic Self. self. Journalist Sarah Mann speaks with Shakti Mai, yoga, zen, and meditation teacher, and author of the book, The Enigma of Self-Realization. So what I want to ask you now, Shakti, is how do you apply spirituality in your everyday life?
1: So we'll start with this, that the really the most important practice is observation. Uh, I observe, I mean, I can't say that it's always, uh, I'm on top of the mountain, but that's the practice. And observing is not from the mind, not through the mind, because the mind has its own agenda. Uh, observing from the highest consciousness and I'm just observing where I'm coming from, what's my motive, uh, am I really authentic or I'm driven by um, you know, some internal and external programs. That's my main practice. And then, you see, I am uh, practicing yoga, but people perceive yoga really just doing the postures, the asanas of yoga. They don't really take it outside of the yoga mat. Um, then well,
0: let's take it outside the yoga mat. Okay. I mean, how how do you see yoga as, as fitting in to your everyday life?
1: So, the definition of yoga, we have to see what's the definition. The definition of yoga is through the postures and practices of pranayama that it's breathing and meditation. You expand your consciousness to start to take more uh, reality in than you know the mind can take. I'll give you an example. Like, I like to see spirituality as a practical tools. Most of the people, if somebody will lie to them, they will think that the person that lied to them did something wrong. It's bad. That's what the tribe uh, teach us. If you will complain to your girlfriend, oh, somebody lied to me, she will say, that was wrong. How could he lie to you? From a spirituality point of view, if somebody lied to me, I need to take responsibility on it. That means somehow I created a circumstances to this person to lie to me. If I would be bigger than life and this person would feel comfortable with me and trust me that he can actually share with me everything, he or she probably would not lie to me.
0: Well, that's quite controversial, isn't it? The yeah. idea of, uh, you know, the, the the person being lied to is, 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 uh, is the one that needs to take the blame too.
1: Exactly. There is no blame when you're on the spiritual path. And it starts with children. You see, when children lie, we punish them. And when we punish them, what we do is we just make them, we turn them to be better liars. Because when the child is being punished, he thinks, okay, next time. When they ask who ate the cookies, I should do it better because I got punished this time. If a child uh, lied to us a lot, we need, start, we need to start to check what's the communication between us and the child. Why the child has a need to lie to us? Why the child does not feel comfortable to come and say what he wants to say? So it's a very different point of view or perception when you're starting to observe reality from spirituality the first things that has been taken away from you is the right to blame. That means you have to take responsibility. And when I say responsibility, people really think, oh, you blame yourself for what happened to you. No, I don't blame myself. But I take responsibility of how I'm going to perceive this specific
0: event. And not just perceive it, but write it or correct it or, or, or respond w- to it.
1: Yeah, how, what I want to do is it right now. But it really comes to all the fields of life and and like daily things. You know, sometimes people will say, my partner cheated on me.
0: Yes, this is a very good example, I think. You know, in daily life, we regard the ultimate betrayal of trust as as lying, as you say, but infidelity. What what would you...
1: It falls actually in the same category. If somebody cheated on you... Uh, you created the circumstances for it. Again, not as blaming yourself, but you weren't bigger than life that your partner will come, she or he, and share with you what they're going through or what they want to do.
0: So what you're saying is people find it hard to have honest conversations and easier to lie.
1: Yeah, w- what I say is that we all say we want honest relationship. But we don't project that we can handle honesty.
0: Can we handle honesty? Most do of the think? people
1: not. You know why? Because when people honest with them, they see through what people do. They reflect on, those, on, the, on, themse- on, on themselves who they are. If you don't need a search for recognition anymore through other people, their actions won't project on you if you are lovable or not. That means if somebody cheated on me, let's say in a relationship, that won't make me less. I know exactly what I am. It may make me sad or whatever. But I will t- first things, I will check why my partner needed to cheat on me and not come and share with me before.
0: That's a... That's a very rational response and I applaud it but I wonder how most people in the heat of the moment you know when they're going about their daily lives and they're suffering you know an indignation at work or they're treated badly by their partner or you know they're cut up in in, in a traffic jam and they feel incredibly angry or indignant or or hard done by you know how how would you how would you expect them or hope that they could respond as a more spiritual person?
1: I don't expect and I don't hope and I tell you the truth, I don't think spirituality is for everyone. You really (laughs) need to want it. I'm serious. This is why you won't see me going and promoting spirituality. I'm here for the one that wants to share my practice. But it's not for everyone. If you're living in a surviving consciousness, everything I say now is irrelevant. It's nothing. You should be jealous. You should be angry when you somebody cheat on you. You should blame. That's part of living and surviving. Um, How do we dimension. get beyond that? You start to observe. I often tell tell my students, don't even do anything. Just observe. If you observe, you're already gaining a power seat because you see where you're coming from. So somebody come and said, I cheated on you with another person and you collapsed into your stomach. You feel this emotion. Just observe. Why? Because this means I'm not sexy. I'm not beautiful. I'm not wanted. I'm not lovable. Okay, so... That's nothing to do with the other person' action. This is, has to do with you. Maybe stop here and start to take care of this one. You understand? But we are so fast in reacting and falling into our emotions that we don't even see that 99.999 of our suffering comes from
0: us. So what you're saying really is that to be spiritual, you need to start with yourself. Start and end.
1: (laughs) Uh It's all about, it's never about the other people. This is why it's so different than what the tribe taught us. My parents always taught me, be right with other people. Don't trust other people. Take as much as, I have a beautiful parents, yeah, but that's the way the tribe works. Take as much as you can from other people. Give as less as you can from other people. It's always the other people. And spirituality came and slapped me in my face when I understood there is no other people anymore. There is my work with myself.
0: So what was your personal slap in the face? How old were you when you started to realize that, you know, being in the tribe and and, and not being able to be authentic was not for you?
1: I think the biggest slap, I had few. You can see in my face, it's still red. (laughs) But my (laughs)
0: biggest slap was
1: at around 26 years old. My tribe um, programmed me since I was very little that a true woman must have children. And I really wanted to get recognition for my tribe, for my family, and mainly for my mom that always said, uh, I will become a woman only when I will have a child. If you don't have a child, you are not a true woman. So at 26, it was the first awakening because I was searching for men all my youth that will turn to be the father of my children. I didn't know there is option even to ask if I want to have a child or not. It wasn't an option. I was not programmed like that. And I remember the morning that I woke up and I asked my, I suddenly put a question mark in the end of the sentence. Do I want a baby? Because it always was, I want a baby. I didn't know you can question it. And I didn't have an answer to it. And I started to meditate on it. And I understood that my passion to have children actually comes from the need to be recognized by my tribe. Because until I would not have children, I would not consider as a good member of the tribe. I don't fulfill my role in the tribe. From there, it started to roll into observing how much I am addicted to recognition from everyone. I needed people to tell me who I am. That means I am a slave. I live my life... For other people.
0: So you were craving what? Praise, validation?
1: Everything. I saw myself through other people's life. If people thought I'm smart, I'm mm-hmm. smart. If people thought I'm not smart, mm-hmm. I am not smart. Mm-hmm. So the whole Shakti concept uh, formed through other people. Even people that I don't know in the in the street. If I walked on the street and a man in Israel, you know, they share with you a lot what they think <laughs> about you. And he, I walked on the street and a man just said, "Whoa, you have a big bum. That's it. My day is finished. A guy that I don't even know, but he project on me who I am. Of course, I was very young.
0: And, S- and maybe you would say now insecure or not, not very sure of yourself. Insecure,
1: everything that you want, I had it in my package. But it all comes from the need to be recognized and get acknowledgement from your own tribe. Because if the tribe don't see you, you don't exist really.
0: So how do we break free from that? I mean, how do we get to a point where we can say to ourselves, I'm happy with who I am and the choices I make. If I decide not to be a mother or if I decide not to marry, if I decide to not have a, a very impressive career, how, how do we get... To a point where we can be more comfortable with ourselves.
1: So let's start with it that that's all program. Since you're very small, you know that it's very important how the neighbors and the aunts and uncles see you. Yeah, we get this information all the time: our status in the tribe, how people see us, don't tell this to people about our family, etc. What I did, because the practices, I gained my power again. I actually collected All the power I gave to people around me to tell me who I am, collected back and took it back into me. So I don't need anymore that people will tell me who I am and if I'm good or wrong. And I still, I love people and I really appreciate people, but they are not the one to form who is Shakti or they are not the one that their perception will be the ultimate Shakti. Between me and you, the practice, of course, uh, helped me to understand that Shakti does not even exist. But that's another conversation. <laughs> but that's the biggest things that spirituality allowed me, gaining my own power to perceive my own self through my own eyes and not allow any more society, people, etc., partners, lovers, to form who is Shakti.
0: Was it a very long process, would you say? Or or is yeah. it still continuing?
1: Uh, it's this not continuing anymore, but you have to maintain it. Nobody can sit on well, top of. Well, that's the question.
0: It's it's not just it's not just getting it. It's, no, uh, it's it's uh, it's keeping it going.
1: Yeah, you can lose it. You can lose the consciousness this state of consciousness and start to work for memories. You think you are there, but you are not really. So I have to observe every day and in every moment um, that I am actually in the practice and I'm not back into even as a teacher you know as a teacher you can fall into this trap are you a good teacher they love you or not are you they admire you or appreciate you you have to observe every moment that you are as a teacher you are vehicle and it's not about you and how people perceive you actually my zen master taught me when he sent me out to the world to teach zen he said if you have a lot of students that love you you know you're doing something wrong
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. He said, you need to give people what they need and not what they want. And they may not love you for this, but that's your practice as a teacher. And here you see, again, as a teacher, I have to watch that I will never give my students what they want. So I get the acknowledgement and recognition that I'm I'm an amazing teacher.
0: So are you the kind of teacher that can give out tough love when it's necessary?
1: Ask my students
0: <laughs> and you will hear.
1: I'm definitely not the teacher. I, I'm the one that I give them energetic slaps, I call it. I slap them a lot to give wake it, them up.
0: It, uh, to, to wake them up from their yeah. slumber, yeah. as it were.
1: Yeah, that's how I've been taught. You know, My teachers destroyed my ego. So uh, that's the Zen way. Do you
0: think this is the problem, these huge egos we have as well? Do you think that gets in the way?
1: Yeah, ego, it means we identified ourselves. With the way the world and ourselves perceive ourselves, I identified myself as a woman, as a teacher, as a as a partner, as a lover, as a citizen, etc. That's ego. That's what the ego does. And if you break it, and you don't identify anything anymore, you know, I have a pass, Israeli passport, but I don't identify myself as an Israeli. People around here will say I'm Jewish. I don't identify myself as a Jewish person, even as a yoga teacher.
0: How do you? identify yourself if, if somebody asked you who are you what's important to you
1: uh i like cheesecake but beside this i can tell you i'm nobody <laughs> i am serious i am nobody and you know what this gives me so much power to be anything i want in every moment but since we are little they designed us to think that we need to be something or somebody children hear it what do you want to be when you will be grown up they start to form us into boxes, and you need to be somebody. And in the West, if, if somebody tells you, hey, you are nothing, you are zero, you are nobody, it's the biggest offense. In the East, if somebody tell you you are nobody, what they tell you in a way, you are Buddha. Because if you are nobody, you can be anything you want. This is why I can dress funny, because I am Nobody. You understand? I'm not fitting in any box. And because
0: you're not afraid of other people's responses either. No. You're, You're strong enough to take it.
1: It's nothing to do with strength. It's just not important because the way they perceive me does not mean anything to me anymore. But again, I do appreciate and love people. It's not that I don't care about people. I just don't care the way they perceive me.
0: But what would you say to somebody who's listening today who says, wow, I really admire your strength of character, or as you say, this, this, this sense that nothing can touch me, but I take things hard. You know, it hurts me when my child slams a door or my partner ignores me or my work colleague makes a jibe a at me. How would, you, how would you advise them to, to deal with these, these slights?
1: First of all, they will need to be a uh, they will want to be advised. You can't do it with, you can go. It's not, it's not a missionary thing. I don't think the whole world needs to be spiritual. But first things I'll tell this person, what will make them really angry, I said that's your choice to, be, to feel angry. That's your choice to feel that you suffer. We don't need to change reality. We just need to change the way we perceive reality. For example, many parents feel hurt when their teenagers start to tell them what they think about them. You feel you invested all your life and all your will and your feelings into these babies that grow up to be kids, that grow up to be teenagers, and then they show you the finger and they tell you you're a really shitty mother. If you don't identify yourself with the role of mother, you won't get hurt. You will just deal with the situation from where it is. But if I identify myself as a mother and this kid now, 16 years old, denial my role as a mother... Nothing left of me. So he's destroying me in a way. And that's the, the practice of observation. You cannot identify with the roles that you're fulfilling in life. Yes. I am fulfilling the role of a wife. But if my husband will decide not to be my husband tomorrow, maybe already decided while I'm here, by the way, Good. I won't be destroyed because I am fulfilling the role of being wife, but it's not who I am as an essence.
0: It doesn't define you in its entirety. I think no. that's what you're saying.
1: So you become untouchable. You understand? Nobody can touch your essence. People can touch my roles. People can say, you are a very bad yoga teacher. But if I don't identify myself as a yoga teacher, you can touch me. I may listen and become better, etc.
0: So maybe what you're saying is that people put a great deal of emotional energy and in investing in certain roles... Wife, mother, colleague—you know, be be it what it may—and uh, and then and then these these defences really come to light when, as you say, you're this this cute little kid that you invested everything in, you know, physically and emotionally, gives you a finger. But it's, it's very hard, isn't it, for somebody to say, "Well, this doesn't affect me. This doesn't touch me." It's hard
1: if you are a mother in your essence. And by the way, many mothers will tell you. I'm a mother. You know, you're not a mother. You are a consciousness that fulfilling the role of a mother and hopefully the right way you do it. But we are none of these roles, and that's one of the uh, tools we get in the spiritual practice by observing. I am not Israeli citizen or Canadian citizen. I'm not a yoga teacher. I'm not even a daughter. I am fulfilling the role of being a daughter. I don't identify with it. So I am going from one role to the other through life, like in a movie. But I don't identify with any of them that this is who I am as an essence, and it gives you a lot of freedom to make authentic choices. Being your authentic self. self. Journalist
0: Sarah Mann speaks with Shakti Mai yoga, zen, and meditation teacher, and author of the book, The Enigma of Self-Realization.